the DI Guys podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdo. This is Chris Carlson, and welcome to this episode of the DI Guys podcast. I'm here with my co-host and good friend, Mike Coggle. Mike, you got some interesting news recently, didn't you? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Boy, I just got shocked here. So I hope everybody had a wonderful and joyous Thanksgiving um, holiday. We sure did, because on Tuesday, my wife didn't feel well, and by uh, Saturday, we had a positive COVID test, which took me in on Sunday. And my daughter's in to get COVID tests, and my nine-year-old and I tested positive for the COVID. Fortunately, Chris, knock on wood, everybody that listens, but there is some bright side to this. Some people are asymptomatic to COVID-19, and at this point, I'm seven days from the date of the test. And they said if I go 10, it's not going to happen, and I have no fever. I have no headache. My blood oxygen, for those of you that do that, is 99. My temperature was 98 today, so... And my daughter, more importantly, at nine years old, has nothing, not a single symptom of any kind. And they're positive that my other daughter, Romy, two and a half weeks ago when I thought she had a minor cold, probably had the COVID and gave it to the rest of us. So no matter how careful we are, it can happen. I understand that fully. But you know what? So far, we have been super fortunate, Chris, and thanks for asking, that we're all still, you know, give me a few more days, but that we're all still just fine. And my wife recovered with symptoms of the flu. In about four or five days, by the way, losing taste and smell 100% is what happened, Chris. This is how this whole thing started in our family. Kate thought she had a cold, too, until those two sensations were completely gone. One week later, today's Friday, so nine days later, she said this morning that salt and sugar are coming back and she can start to taste it. So that was our big surprise. So just another statistic in the world of COVID. But I want you to know that according to Nightly News, it's the end of the world. It's not totally gloom and doom, still 90 plus percent. I think it's 96 or 7, Chris, you can correct me, are recovering fully. So let the world tell us it's gloom and doom and the world's going to be over. But like everything, we all will get through this. Thanks for asking, Chris. Yeah, you bet. And, and Mike, it, it's great news that everybody's going to be okay and with relatively minor symptoms. I know Kate had a little bit more than the rest, but still. Uh, in the big scheme of things, it's going to come out good for you. So we're happy to hear about that. Yes, I hope it does. Otherwise, you're doing this alone next week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to be flipping, folks. I'm just, you know, you have to to make light of it. When someone tells you you have the COVID after all we've seen, Chris, it's kind of hard to go to bed at night wondering if you have a headache, wondering if your ear itches, anything that you have to do suddenly. If you have a little shiver, it's like, uh uh-oh, it's coming. So, I mean, right now I've been a little bit on pins and needles, but – just doing the best we all can and thank you. And I, I really do think, like I said, if I was, if I actually was Chris, just to give people some data, this was talking to a doctor. If I was exposed on Tuesday, I'm already past the window. We assume Sunday, the day of the test is what they're doing. And that's a total 10 day count. And as you well know, today's day six, tomorrow's day seven. Um, symptoms are supposed to be within five to seven days for again, in the nineties for people. Um, so. I don't know. By the grace of God, I might be lucky here. That's all good. Well, Mike, I'm going to turn our attention. Obviously, that's the most important thing, but we'll talk about disability insurance for a second. Oh, and I think we should. This is what we do. Over the years, last several years, Mike, you know, people in this industry have been saying, oh, man, you know, what's the future? Who's going to invest in the business? And I want to spend some time today 
to talk about what I think are two very significant events that have happened. One started over a year ago, and another one we're going to talk about is getting ready to launch. But the first one I want to talk about is the fact that Mutual of Omaha has reintroduced a new product portfolio. And traditionally, Mutual of Omaha has been known as a quote-unquote middle market DI company. But with their new product series, they're really, they're ready to compete with the principles and standards and emeritases and guardians and Northwestern mutuals of the world in that white collar market. So I'd like to kind of get your take, Mike, on, you know, what you have heard and what you have seen from their new offering. Chris, thank you. And yeah, let's, it's a good conversation to have this morning or any morning for that matter. What Mutual of Omaha has done is, is we just used the term, and you did, and not out of text, uh, middle market. I, remember, I worked for Illinois Mutual. Remember, Chris, a long time ago? Yes, sir. And when I worked there, I told everybody, after I had already been in this business a fair number of years, there's no such thing as a middle market. There's no such thing as a high-end market. There is a a what we would call adverse selection market, right? Where you got to go to an unusual carrier and we know who they are to get somebody that's totally uninsurable or stuff. But I, I don't really believe in the middle market, upper market, lower market, blue collar market, as much as I think there's just a market for everybody that gets a paycheck in this great country of ours is deserving of income protection. So I would say Omaha's not abandoning abandoning anybody, which is what you and I are talking about this morning, is they truly have expanded a portfolio to be competitive with everybody. So across all lines, and just like I, you just mentioned, principal standard, mass, I don't want to leave people out, guardian, you know, some do better with a plumber than they do with an orthopedic and vice versa. But I think what Omaha's done is, is said, you know what, we want to write income protection and tell me your thoughts. We want to write income protection on anybody that wants to buy it. And then we can go a little further and talk about some of the product features they've done that actually validate what I just said. So what do you think about that? Yeah, Mike, it's interesting. I've, I've talked with people who have been on their pilot program, if you will, and they certainly have done a lot of the research in terms of running quotes for the new Mutual of Omaha product versus principal or a standard or emeritus or whomever. And they have told me, and I know that you've heard a lot of the same things, is that their contractual provisions are right there and their premiums are right there. So that puts them in the hunt for, against some of these other carriers. And I want to make a point here. Our podcast is agnostic, carrier agnostic, but it's important to note when a significant player comes into the business. So it's not as if we're promoting Mutual of Omaha, but we just want to say how significant having a substantial player coming into the market is in this particular time. And then, Mike, I know one of the things that I wanted to ask you about, because you're a big, big believer in this, and you know that brokers can be successful. One of the unique things about the Mutual of Omaha product is they are introducing in this portfolio a return of premium. Oh, Chris, funny you should say that. And first, thank you for acknowledging the fact that you and I do this for free. <laughs> Right? We've never received a check from a carrier or anybody else for doing this podcast. Fair? That's fair. We do this for the love of the business. So everybody knows that. Chris made a very good point. Is we're going to talk about this industry hopefully for a really long time with sales ideas, with what carriers are doing, not doing with underwriting. We may came up with our own opinions on what we think COVID underwriting could impact carriers. Nobody tells us or asks us to do this. This is completely so. Thank you for saying that from us. What 
Omaha has done it, which I have been told since a low interest rate environment, which everybody in our industry has been aware of for years and years and years. And we keep saying, once we get out of the low interest rate environment, we'll be X. Once we get out of the low interest rate environment, it will be Y, meaning something will change. I was told that there's no way in an environment such as that we've had, Chris, for what, maybe over 10 years now, that you could do any type of return of premium. And Chris knows this as well as anybody. Way back in the day when I worked with principal, we had return of premium. And I actually got in trouble for saying this. Protection when you need it, cash back when you don't. I thought it was the slickest, coolest statement in the world. Obviously, it wasn't compliance approved. But Chris, I think you would agree, talking to somebody, it rings true. Fair? I tell you what, Mike, it stopped people in their tracks when you said that. I mean, I just would do seminars and say, you know what you can tell your client? You want to argue about this stuff? Let's do it the easy way. You have protection when you need it, cash back when you don't, period. And what they've done with their premium refund is I've looked at it, and we're not going to go deep into numbers, is for that segment of the population. And by the way, I am part of that segment. I have had premium refunded principles since 1997 when I started at principal, and I still own to this day. I have received three or four checks over or three checks over the span of that time. Um, I have one more coming before my policy will ultimately expire at age 65. It, it's a real thrill to get that check. I've never minded, once I started paying the extra premium, Chris, I've never minded paying for it. And the argument always was, and this is, I think, individual, Chris, and you can expound on this as well. The argument always was, well, I can take that money and invest it somewhere else. For me, that wasn't the point. I wanted to spend the extra money because I thought, you know what, if I don't use this, that's cool that I'm getting most of my money or all of my money back, actually most of it. They also have an annuity type, or I call it an equity-based product. that You can buy it early on and get all your money back when you finally surrender the contract. So they've got a couple of moving parts, different features, which I think gives people more choice. Because the greatest question that I encounter, and I'll turn it back to you, is what if I never use this? Now you only have to say one thing. Protection when you need it, cash back when you don't. And I'm a fan of that. I mean, if you're not a great income protection salesman and you're an equities person, protection when you need it, cash back when you don't, what more do you need to say? What are your thoughts? You know, Mike, you're you're spot on. And going back to one of the things you mentioned about taking the extra premium and investing it, that's kind of the old term versus permanent. I'll buy the base protection and invest it. Well, the, the, the short answer is nobody ever does. They take the extra premium, premium by a boat, right? They, they, they never set it aside. So to your point, the most important thing is, is you can now answer what I call the insincere objections is it's never going to happen to me. Okay, if you believe that, then you get your money back. And if they start balking at the extra premium, just say, okay, well, let's make sure we got the base covered. So Mike, to your point, going all the way back to protection when you need it, cash back when you don't, you eliminate one of the, the the biggest objections that people have in pursuing disability insurance coverage on themselves. Chris, you're spot on, and that's that's the point. It's like I, I you know, how do we get the premium down? Well, we both agree now, as as you've heard me say ten million times, if the bobblehead's shaking their head, yes, that this is interesting. Because what you do is again, you don't show the premium until they've understood everything that they could get money back if they never get a go on claim, but they need the coverage because they now agree that they could go on claim because there's a there's there's a little what do you call it pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, right? That's how people think. Well, if I never use it, this is cool. Then they look at it and say there's too much money. You've now got your client in a position of saying, I I agree, I need this coverage. 
but I'm not sure I want to pay that much. So what I would say to anybody is, well, what we don't want to do is reduce your monthly benefit. So maybe we should take this writer off because at the end of the day, you don't have a crystal ball, which we've been saying since the beginning of this year. Something could still happen and your family could be devastated. In a year, maybe we could put it back on. I wouldn't reduce the monthly benefit to, to add this premium refund. I want, would make sure that you have enough to take care of you and your family. So you're right back to the core idea of disability insurance. This is why you need it, to take care of you, your family, your business. In, in basically, hopefully in that order, it can be your business, your family, and you. I don't care. But you still are able to have an Actually, I call it an easier conversation, and you don't and you don't have to sell it. You could actually sell against it, Chris. So it's 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 just out there, and it it shows that it's a testament to our industry that we're not done. We talk about this every year that we've got another carrier that says, you know what, we're putting some money into this into this particular product line, and I have a feeling there'll be more. Do you know of any others? Yeah, and Mike, that's kind of the the second thing that I wanted to talk about was the news that New York Life is going to reintroduce a proprietary DI product into the marketplace in 2021. Now, Mike, when you and I got started in the Seattle area, New York Life had a huge presence in Seattle and Spokane and and Yakima, and they had their own product. And one of the things that you and I had to do on a day-to-day basis was combat to get those New York Life producers from not selling their product to selling the Provident product. They were a powerhouse. Well, Mike, I think you and I discussed this, and they have about 12,000-plus agents. And so not only do we have a built-in field force, but there are going to be people in the system that are going to be incentivized and compensated to help New York Life producers sell their individual DI product. And what that really means is a lot more people are going to talk about it. One more thing, Mike, before I ask your question. Think about the impact that's going to have because Northwestern Mutual with a proprietary products sells a ton of DI. Uh, Mass Mutual with a proprietary product sells a ton of DI. Uh, Guardian with agents sells a ton of DI. Now we got 12,000 New York live agents who are going to be out there spreading the gospel, which is going to result in a lot of other people starting to talk to their clients about the need to protect their income. What say you? Oh, I couldn't agree more. The thing is, is you just hit the nail on the head when you said, if you've got 12,000 new people, not that New York Life agents don't sell it now, I'm sure they do, but there'll be more enthusiasm always with, with an organization. We both know who the largest sales force is in the country, right? Northwestern Mutual. And they do a phenomenal job. And they buy Limer reports sell more than anybody. Is that fair? Pretty much more than anybody. Other than, than Unum, they sell more than anybody. So they're pretty high on the list. Just the fact that there is another group, and we'll call it 12,000 strong, and an organization that has a brand as popular and as strong as like a New York Life, or we just mentioned Mutual of Omaha, or we have strong brands. We just now got another very strong, branded, well-respected insurance company that says we are going to put our money into this particular product because we believe in it. Chris, a for going into 2021, I, I think it's about as exciting as anything has happened in DI in two, three, four years. Both of them, both Omaha completely retooling and wanting to be, you know, those for everybody. And the other carriers out there, absolutely phenomenal, are, are great, but it's just good because the more we talk like anything, you know, I, I heard a quote the other day. 
And it's and, and a, a guy talking about branding and names. And it's like, do you ask for a tissue or a Kleenex? We always say Kleenex. Well, that's a brand. It's actually a tissue. The more people that understand disability insurance, I don't care what company it is. My point is, the more talking, the more we can brand what this particular product line is. Not a name of a company as much as branding income protection. And if 12,000 people are saying, you need this as well, Chris, I don't think it could be any greater. Going you know, Mike, it, it, it's a great point. And if there's a brand out there that's anywhere remotely close to our space, and it's not disability insurance specifically, and that's the Athlete brand. Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Everybody knows the duck. So when you when you think about these two pieces of news, and then you add to what you and I have talked about regarding what I would call post-COVID, there's going to be a pent-up demand for agents and advisors to physically get in front of prospects and clients. Now, certainly virtual meetings will still happen because it's very efficient, but people are going to start having those breakfast, lunch, coffees, beers, you know, once they're able to do this, when you know, whenever that is, or whether that's late Q1, Q2, Q3, whenever. And so you throw all these things together. I really think that, you know, 2021 has the year to really have a great year of, of DI, for the lack of a better term. Chris, I couldn't agree more, and I think that's a really good point. I think what you'll end up seeing is more of a hybrid of the Zoom world and people seeing people. Our business, it's not an equities-based business. It's not an algorithm. It doesn't have a rolling average or anything like that. This is a people business, and there's, there's still a great number of people that want to sit down and look somebody in the eye besides a Zoom call and say, are you really sincere about this product? To, that my family, you're telling me my family absolutely should have this? And I think the answer is yes. There's a lot of people that make decisions. So Zoom will not go away. But I couldn't agree more. I think because of an entire year of talking about nothing but health. Health. Because what are we talking about, Chris, when we talk about income protection? Talking about two things that have become very important in 2020. My paycheck and my health. So we've got the goose that laid the golden egg for 2021. All we have to do is get out there, start having these conversations, and I will find, I would guess, venture a guess, and again, you can reach out to Chris and I anytime and let me know. I would venture a guess that you're going to see many more insincere objections about purchasing this product than you have in the past. I'm just so excited for for, for 2021. And Mike, just to tease our audience, in our next episode, uh, we're going to talk about all the successful things that happened to you and I specifically in the DI world in 2020, even though it was a crazy year. So people ought to definitely want to make sure they listen to that episode. Absolutely. And thank you so much. Thanks, buddy.